0: Yeah I just, there's no like better place to be is there than just like hanging out in the ocean with your friends you know the sun's going down nice little wave but they're just the best days aren't they they're what we all live for.
1: And welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete.
2: And I'm Leighton. On today's episode, we speak to Hannah Brand from Surf in England.
1: Yeah, she was uh, really good. She she had loads of information. She knew exactly what she was talking about. Um, tells us about how surfing is going to change, be with the wave being there, yeah. how they can train. So well, much. I didn't
2: know much about surfing England before this podcast, so because um, they're quite she didn't new. not know much
1: about anything. Yeah, no, I don't. But <laughs>
2: they're they're quite a new organisation, so um, like they've kind of formed. Um, from three other yeah. governing bodies in yeah. the UK, haven't they? Well, they're so. not
1: new, they've been going since 2010, but it took them a good long time before they were recognised properly as the surfing body for... Mm. But it was a really England. interesting one anyway, was a Really it? good interview. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll be back... After this, with the
0: Sport England kind of designated national governing body for the sport of surfing in England, um, and that to cover all disciplines from body surfing right up to longboarding and stand-up paddleboard as well. Uh, so that keeps us pretty busy. We look after grassroots surfing right up to elite level surfing and people sort of heading off all around the world competing um, ISA World Championships and so on and then we've got a kind of whole membership network of individuals surf schools coaches surf clubs right across England um so yeah it's pretty huge we're we're a small team of just like five of us that just over three full time equivalent um yeah it's it's exciting it's busy it's always spinning plates but good fun.
1: yeah it sounds it sounds like there's there's a lot to do so what what is your on the grassroots where where do you where do you start where do, where do people approach you where how do they get in contact?
0: yeah I mean most of people sort of find us on social media and um, that's pretty huge now and we're just kind of seeing growth across all of the channels we use and that's a super helpful tools obviously you don't have to spend you know don't have, to have huge marketing budgets um, but otherwise you know a lot of surfers they'll come in via the surf schools you know they're taking their first lessons and we've got about 45 accredited surf schools across England and um, so you can kind of check on our website find your closest accredited school and head to them for a lesson and um, we issue them with packs so there's kind of surfing England branding then on the beach Um yeah re- really good relationships there with the surf schools like obviously this year has had a lot of challenges and it's been really great for Surfing England to be really on it with the kind of leadership and coronavirus guidance changes <laughs> quick re- reading it absorb it turn it around get it back out and great to see the community open up and have a really busy staycation summer
1: yeah and you're based down in um, braunton Croyd is that where you're based down that way
0: yeah yeah that's it we've got a little office uh, next to the museum of british surfing so that's a really nice little tie-in um and a great venue too you know they're so hot on switching up the exhibitions um, so it's a real nice kind of little hub of, of surfing in Broughton. Um But it's been a strange time everyone's been kind of remote working across england but yeah making a move next week back towards normal office life a little bit of that anyway
2: <laughs> i suppose that, that's kind of good <laughs> you know you, you can uh, obviously work from home is we like we obviously we don't at all because we're in in we're tradesmen, like but uh, i i get the feeling like working from home is quite quite a nice thing to do the um so you've got some uh, pe- people that join the surf school does the surf school itself put them forward as you know maybe oh these these are really good they've got like a natural talent and like how how what is the progression to to become Uh, like a not necessarily a pro surfer but you know a a competing surfer
0: yeah Um, so yeah I'd say there's definitely you know those coaches on the ground are are so valuable to us in terms of you know, spotting and identifying talent and um, and then they can kind of link them up. Some local surf clubs run their own little kind of competitions and that's a lovely entryway in rather than turning up to you know a sort of national event. And um, we've worked, we've been sort of really lucky to work in the last few years with Rip Curl on a Grom search. Um, and the whole aim of that is kind of working with Rip Curl to identify you know future talent. Um, and then aside from that we've got our English national championships which divisions start as young as kind of under 12s and that's where you know normally again it's it's everyone and anyone can enter um we're having to kind of scale it back for this autumn due to sort of numbers and requirements but yeah we, we're kind of super friendly and look always up for you know identifying sort of talent um and i'd also say sort of team england the squads there's always wildcard applications available So, you know, if there's people that haven't been picked up or, you know, maybe they've not actively kind of approached us before, they can um, yeah put in a wildcard application with some sort of video of them surfing and, yeah, try and sort of get onto one of the squads.
2: So, is there the next Kelly Slater in, in uh, any new any new Groms coming through? If you is there anyone like you you'd like to kind of say, or do you don't want to be biased, or, or whether you know what what talents <laughs> do we need to look out for, for for UK surfing now?
0: Yeah, there's definitely some really good talent in the pool um, for sure, and like we want to see more English surfers on the world stage that that is where we want to be um it's kind of a little bit chicken and egg for us we're trying to sort of real push to get some core funding because at the moment we don't receive core funding we've just got some commercial sort of partners and then our you know base of members which we're super lucky to have but you know we need to get core funding to get proper performance pathways um but facilities like the wave opening it's just really game-changing in terms of you know a space where surfers can really practice and perfect maneuvers um yeah it's going to be huge like we expect to see more surfers but some of the talent coming up is is awesome in the girls and the boys you know respectively really exciting time
1: so you said about the wave then and i know you've got a uh, you're launching a is it competition is it
0: um, yeah, so we, like, <laughs> this is what I said at the beginning, surfing, then we, we do a bit of everything and anything, all all sorts of stuff goes on, but another key sort of area of focus for us is adaptive surfing, which is essentially disability surfing, and ambitions are one day to see it in the Paralympics, um, a bit like how surfing's going in as a demonstration sport, well, should have already been <laughs> been in and done this year, but, you know, all eyes on it for next year. Um, but yeah it's, it's an adaptive surfing competition at the wave on the 3rd of october and just hugely exciting that like, the venue's been built to be as accessible and inclusive to all um and we just can't wait you know to get up there and that'll be sort of anyone from uk and international competitors will be welcomed as long as they can meet those isolation requirements by the uk government
1: oh that's brilliant i, I did see on your social media actually you were there um yesterday day before yesterday i can't remember i don't know what day it is to be honest (laughs) they all go into one now don't they um yeah i think it was yesterday i saw uh surfing england was there and um it looked like from what i saw some of the photos it looked like there's some amazing talent coming through
2: yeah was that the junior the junior team were, were, were there was that right
0: yeah yeah that's it yeah we um yeah they were up there sort of just getting a training session in you know before heading back to school um so 27 of like the squad made it and yeah just they, they they're loving it like and they really get a chance you know you can see exactly what's going on when they're surfing the wave as well it's not like when you're stood on a beach with you know a long lens camera and you're like what's going on right out there you know you're you're on top of the actions just on the pier um And they're all just, like, stoked on the Wave. Um, Really loving working with the Wave on that. And the Junior Squad have got the support of Dry Rope on board. And that's just been fantastic as well, just to mean we can, you know, get more training camps and sessions going.
1: Yeah. Does that – I know there's been, like, Surf Snowdonia and stuff, but somewhere like the Wave that is closer to, say, where you're based, do you think that is going to have a big impact on the surfing talent coming through in the future, Uh, you know – we're places more places like that help get the uk onto the international scene because i mean it's it's difficult isn't it how you know the amount of times that you could hold competitions in the uk and then it comes to the day and it's just completely flat and it's just like oh right <laughs> this again
0: yeah. yeah yeah i know that headache uh very well <laughs> of spending you know days and days studying forecasts okay If that weather system moves in a day early it's going to cause us huge issues or you know looking at jumping vacations last minute it's definitely the the biggest challenge of planning and organizing surf competitions um which we don't have in in bristol but like i i can only see it positively you know being really positive for that surfing community um and we really hope to be in a place where we've kind of can run sessions up there for you know squads um yeah it, it should it should
2: it will be huge it will be great <laughs> well, go, go, sorry go going back to um what what you said about the uh, the junior team and when they're surfing you could actually see them so you can you've got a better position to film their surf so they can actually look back on it and go oh, this is what i needed to do there so the the actual kind of progression in their practice is going to be like a total game changer for the uk now um when I when I saw you on Instagram, the uh, the level of surfing they were just absolutely incredible. Like I only wish I could surf like that. And they, like you said, they're still at school. That is just they must be the coolest kids in school. Um, what what I know the wave has different level settings on like a different type of wave. What type of wave were they um, surfing? So for anybody who doesn't know that there, there is, uh, it starts if you're not a beginner, it starts at intermediate then advanced advanced plus and and then expert so what level were they surfing at, at juniors
0: yeah and they they've all sort of surfed it all the way um up and you know some of them were kind of really lucky in those early periods where they were testing it to you know be on their kind of road testing some of those more you know expert sort of settings um yeah just kind of depends what they've got scheduled on the day that was a little bit of a okay we've got an opportunity to turn a training session around let's get on it let's do it um but they're all like i say pretty much they're all competent you know on on the expert setting and can tread on it and you know we all look at them and think god i would like to be surfing that well
2: um, yeah they they just it's just comes so well it looks like Kim' so naturally to him because uh you know young and you know i suppose when you're young you just pick stuff up a lot quicker it's really irritating
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's irritating looking back at it isn't it that you you go oh this wasn't around when i was uh when i was at school or anything like that you know yeah, it's a uh, long time ago. It, it, it has taken a long time for for you guys to be like fully recognized though hasn't it i was reading it it took about seven years is that right it's
0: yeah there's sort of been um there's been yeah history <laughs> that was uh, an interesting kind of learning that coming into the organization um a few years ago and yeah we've been kind of surfing England for I think we're we're sort of coming up now to kind of four years recognized by Sport England um something like that three or four years um before that it was kind of there was British Surfing Association and Surfing GB and English Surf Federation and yeah it's, it's all I think that's thing that's left a level of confusion there and you know we've just been like striving really hard to establish ourselves you know we're surfing england we're the national governing body in england like we want to do the best for the sport um you know and just really trying to get people to understand who we are what we do and our you know arena is english surfing so yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> like you say, there's, there's history and it's just great now seeing more people on board recognising us and saying, ah, yeah, that's Surfing England. They're, they're the ones who, you know, look after this
2: stuff. So w- when the Olympics comes around then, um, is it, is it you guys will be taking the team, is that right? You'll be training them or is, is there someone else that'll be doing that? Like we, I don't really know how it works with the Olympics because obviously this is going to be the first time that we've, surfing has been in it.
0: Yeah, so with um, with that, there is British surfing. Um, so they have kind of been set up because of, you know, a need for, it has to be a GB team for the Olympics. Um, and each country, as it is, has kind of got their own federation. So, you know, we're surfing England, and then there's the Welsh Surfing Federation, Scottish Surfing Federation, Channel Island Surfing Federation. We all feed into British surfing. Um, so kind of each country runs their own nation. So this is just how it works at the minute. Each country work, runs their own national championships. And then those kind of top surfers will go to compete at the British championships. Um, and the British team will be formed from that event it's it's all like super new to everyone you know because of this need again for this GB team uh just trying to identify you know the best and fairest way but for surfing England like our clear priority is that the best surfers from the UK go you know no matter what country they're from the priority is just those top level athletes who are going to perform the best on the world
1: stage and where are the best surfers in the UK at the moment?
2: <laughs> That's a
1: cruel question. I know
0: it is. <laughs> it's, it's going to be to England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I have to have some natural, you know, natural bias, don't I? I work for surfing
1: England.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh... um, yeah I, who, who knows? Again, like what's going to have happened in in people's um, performance levels, like from coronavirus? You know, it's people that are usually spending a lot of time abroad, like traveling, surfing. Uh, you know, getting that experience been stuck at home um you, you know what yeah. uk surf is like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not consistent and, uh, <laughs> yeah
1: i've noticed on my own uh, my own surfing level through coronavirus my, my surfing level's gone down and my weight has gone up so uh <laughs> it's uh it's not a good one do you surf yourself
0: yeah yeah i do i do uh, for me it's about just getting into the ocean into the natural environment and it's very much a place to to chill out and mellow out so i'm not into the kind of competing for the wave and yeah but would always sort of for me it's like i'll compromise on things sitting right on the peak just from there to have a good time and chill out and enjoy that whole therapeutic side of the ocean
2: Uh, that's exactly the same as us we're you know very very average um and so yeah we we just do it for for the love of it like the the competing side of it and shredding up a wave is just far beyond our ability
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i just there's no like better place to be is there than just like hanging out in the ocean with your friends you know the sun's going down nice little wave but they're just the best days aren't they they're what we all live for
2: is. is that is that your favorite time to surf as well at sunset
0: yeah it is yeah yeah I would I would say so and you know that thing when you're in the water and going, oh, just one more wave, one more wave, and the sun has set. It's getting dark, <laughs> and you're going, I should get out, but you know, and then it gets to that point in the day where you can only just about see, doesn't it? And you're you're trying to, you're going, is, is that a lump coming towards me? Like, can can I catch that? um Yeah,
1: I I just I love that time of day. It's just beautiful. Yeah. See, the only problem is when we do that, we have then got an hour and a bit to drive back in the dark afterwards, <laughs> <Yeah>. which, <laughs> is, uh, which is a which uh, is a a bit soul destroying sometimes um
0: yeah emergency stops for uh fish and chips is it
2: yeah well definitely yeah you know how hungry are after after surfing all that energy yeah. that's been used up uh, so it's interesting you say about the um surfing uh at sunset because that's our favorite time to surf as well and look, we've interviewed a guy called night surfer and he said that's his that's his ideal time it's just very stranger that is the best time
1: of day for surfers i got a, i got a friend that calls it a spiritual one apparently it's very <laughs> uh, it's very very spiritual that time of day apparently is what he reckons anyway but that that mm. definitely is a, a, <laughs> it's a, a question amongst a lot of surfers which is uh that night time you know that going into night so where, whereabouts do you normally surf and hannah
0: uh, yeah, I sort of well, I've been been sort of a down in Dorset because of lockdown, um, but yeah, normally live up in North Devon and moving back up there next week, which is exciting to get in the sea a lot more. Um but yeah, normally head down to kind of Croyd if I'm feeling like, you know, chasing a bit more of a kind of munchy wave or just mellowing out at Saunton or sometimes even I just head down to the Mid Beach in Woolacombe because yes, you're kind of compromising on the wave a little bit. But for me, it's just getting that space to myself in the ocean to, to have the headspace and the time out, you know, live like working in the kind of surf industry, like you're, you're in it all the time. So that's, that's for me why it has to be just like, it's to chill out <laughs> when yeah. I get in the water.
2: So what, what type of board are you surfing then? Or have you got a few boards depending on the day?
0: yeah yeah got got a few yeah got got a kind of shorter uh, short board but you know still a nice bit of uh volume to it and then yeah sort of slightly more like mini mal so you know just those sly high days when you're just kind of cruising around um yeah i'd quite like to try some longboarding out as well which i see a lot of people going down those avenues you know yeah, <laughs> cruisy mellow it's, yeah
1: it's uh I don't know if it's because we're old and we're just lazy. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just really mellow. It's just, you know, there's not like. I, I'm not being funny. I, I, I looked at some of the younger guys on um, on the surfing England page, and I'm thinking, if I would moved like that, I'd pull my back out for three days. <laughs> you know, I can't, yeah. I can't move like that. I like, I like to move slowly on the wave and just, you know, take your time and stuff like that. But it's, uh, it's definitely longboarding is is, is well, so, it like yeah. elegant, isn't it? But there is an
2: elegancy to to both kind of the shortboard and the longboard like when you see the surfing england instagram posts and those guys just look like they are part of that wave just totally tearing the thing up everything is natural and then when when you're down at saunton saunton is a lovely like longboard wave and when you're down there and you see somebody popping up on a lovely longboard and just gliding over the wave it's almost like they're flying it's just so stunning
0: yeah. Mm, yeah 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 i'm, I'm with you it's, it's beautiful to watch isn't it and like you say just completely kind of different and then um, yeah we're, we're really excited actually we're announcing tomorrow so i don't <laughs> i don't this is not going out no, like this today, out today. today. <laughs> no,
1: this will go this will go out um next i'll probably put it out next monday or the monday after
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah we're, we're sort of announcing anyway run the rest of the english national championships so we're actually going to have like a whole day of longboard surfing down at watergate bay um one of the days 10th or 11th of october and just really looking forward to that you know normally and it it is one of these challenges for surfing england you know people do see us quite often as shortboard and it's something we have to address is you know ensuring coverage of other disciplines within the sport so we're we're really looking forward to um, a day of longboard competition and hope as many of that community as possible, kind of join us um, join us join down at Watergate.
2: Uh, what was the date of that again?
0: Okay. Yeah, so it's the 10th to 11th of October. Um, we're running some of the remaining divisions of the English National Surfing Championships. So it's, you know, the chance to get a 2020 title. Uh, in effect, normally they run in May. Um, but yeah, we're, we're on the beach in October. And so that'll be men's and women's and under 18s longboard. And then the other day is going to be Grom divisions of shortboard, so one day of the little grommets ripping around chasing about, <laughs> and another day of mellow, elegant, cruisy, you know, longboarding.
2: Oh, it sounds like a great weekend. We we'll have to try and try and head down for that.
1: How? Yeah. How do you? How do you find that then with teaching the younger the younger guys and everything? I know they're with surf schools and with surf in England. How do you? Because I've been in the water with some of them. Some of them are nice as anything. Some of them have got quite and. I don't want to say arrogance, but there is an arrogance about some of them, um, you know, when, when they're really good. That's going to be a kid thing though, isn't it? Look, yeah. how, look how good I am, I'm better than you. Yeah, I know. It are is. you <laughs> sure you're just not jealous? Yeah, it might be <laughs> jealousy, it, it might well be jealousy, but how, how, is, how, is, how is it that you deal with their, like if someone does start to have an attitude or someone has, you know, an arrogance to them or what, what sort of teachings are in place from surfing England to deal with those sort of things?
0: yeah i guess it is just trying to kind of yeah level them off and you know just bring them down to earth a bit and i think the coaches are kind of really good at that you know they're used to like they steal with cheeky groms day in day out (laughs) um yeah just kind of bring them down to earth i mean from our side like we had a training day in february up at the wave um, in bristol with the juniors and one chap happened to be booked into the session that they were all surfing in and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, this guy is going to come out and be like, this is not what I asked for, <laughs> you know, the Team England junior squad yeah. in the wave with me. But but he came out and he was, like, just praising them. He was like, they were really courteous, like, they were friendly. Like, I really enjoyed it. And I, we were all kind of like, oh, wicked, you know. And and it's something I'd say we look for when selecting our teams. Um, you know, they have to be a cohesive team, like, in and out the water you know being on the beach waving the English flag you're cheering each other on you know that is so important to to just group dynamics isn't it so I'd I'd say it's definitely something that you have to kind of consider you know surfing's a weird one because you can obviously go off and do a lot of competition independently you know on the QS and so on but but for us like team dynamic is really important and good sort of personalities and Qualities,
1: yeah, yeah. That's really nice to hear because, you know, as I said, there is quite a few of them out there that have been, um well, a little bit. I'm I, I trying to choose my words very carefully here. What, what I call <laughs> like, them, little brats, yeah, little, little brats. Yes, let's just call them that. I've I've been around some of them, and you know, you just get. You, you know, you need to get fins across your face or something like that every now and then. But um, it's, it's really nice to way. hear that. It's yeah. always, you're just in I, the way. I'm just <laughs> always in the way. But my wife says the same, you know. She tells me I'm always in the way as well. <laughs> but um, it is, no, it's just that, it's that it's that thing. It's nice to hear that, you know, you're installing like good values into them and other people are coming back and saying they're so nice and so so courteous. And that is really nice to hear. And I think that speaks... That speaks volumes. That speaks more than anything we can say. On that is someone else coming back and going, "You know what? I surfed with the surfing England kids, and they were lovely." That's
2: well, yeah, they are. They're representing UK surfing, aren't they? So, yeah, it's it's really important. Yeah. Um. So, where was your last surf session, and uh, how did you find it? Was it a good one? Because we we've had a couple of bad ones recently, haven't we? So
1: I want to talk about. it. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and you're obviously going to know what this is like for a surfer. It's you just feel extremely annoyed with yourself until you get that next good surf session so is is the last surf session is it one that you want to talk about or is it a painful <laughs> one
0: uh, no it was, it was a good one i i just didn't, like i said i've been kind of down in dorset and trying to kind of work out when things work down here is like another little minefield <laughs> um you know when when the breaks get kind of surf. but yeah my, my last session was in it was in at Puttsburgh so there was like a bit of a gnarly kind of southwesterly um so yeah it had, had just like a couple of really really fun waves that you know you just leave you grinning from ear to ear and yeah it was just I'm just so looking forward to being back up in North Devon you know with reg well regular surf I'm, I'm always hopeful um on the doorstep and getting
1: a lot more and what about sorry one thing with the uh with the surf in england and the coaches and stuff what do you do when there is no surf what what how do you train the kids how do you keep it going then
0: oh train at the wave <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. that's it now yeah, answered the, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah. long way to go for some of them though isn't it you know it's uh that's what i mean is there is there sort of have they are they given like training routines and stuff you know is it quite strict or is it just very relaxed how it goes. Yeah, but
0: yeah again we're sort of we're quite um you know volunteer led um i was saying we've only you know we've only got five employees in the organization and just over three sort of full-time equivalent um and this is the thing you know i'm just talking to you now and you're probably going these guys do a lot of stuff how does it actually kind of tune down so with the sort of squads and the teams sort of management and coaches a lot of those people are volunteers and we you know we could not do it without them um you know they're amazing and so supportive um, and again, the place we want to get to is regular training sessions um, and more support. But until we kind of get, you know, we just need to get a little bit further forward with like, Sport England and UK Sport to be in a position to do that. Um, but I'd say when we do come together, like we've been covering sessions like with a sports psychologist from Bristol UE as well. And just trying to kind of bring in all these different elements we've had you know, a guy who's doing strength and conditioning and he does breath training with them and how to kind of focus the mind and, you know, a bit of yoga, just really trying to draw on not just the surfing, all those other kind of aspects that come into it. Like what we were just saying about, you know, personality and (laughs) we like them to be nice, kids
1: <laughs> yeah, please be nice to people you're representing us yeah
2: <laughs> well also it's it's good to like as we know surfer surfers, surfers being a surfer is a lifestyle isn't it so if you're gonna help them become a healthy surfer you know that's just gonna impact their entire life is going to be really nice for them Um, not not like talking about money because i'm really tight anyway but, um, but i just just something I'm, I'm interested in because we've gone to the wave and and it's not somewhere we can go that much because it's it's kind of expensive isn't it for but you know it's better than no waves at all so do do the wave give like like a discount for the junior team and, and allow them to train or because I can imagine it could be quite expensive for them if they need to train quite a bit
0: yeah so the the wave have um been aligned with sort of surfing then for like the last three years you know it's not it's not like a new thing um and they've been particularly focused on you know adaptive surfing and have been like instrumental in getting adaptive surfing going and sort of recognized in england um so you know when they finally opened we were like you know we don't just want to kind of lose this link how do we work together um so yeah we we get in touch with them about kind of squad training sessions and they help us out a little bit make it you know more affordable essentially um it's, it's i mean and that's what that venue is there to do as well you know they're there to kind of push and develop surfing um and therefore you know it's not just surfing england they work with i think they link with some of the other ngbs as well yeah um, i think
1: i was chatting to a guy from surfing wales there today he was uh over talking to them as well
0: oh cool um, yeah
1: yeah, so, but as I said before, I think, you know, that's going to be a massive game changer. I think you, you're going to see progression, like, just go off the charts now with, like, the way the way that it's, you know, they can get so many waves per per minute, you know, per minute, per hour. Yeah, their, waves just, can't go their wave the roof, count's yeah. going to go through the roof and they're just going to get better and better and better. So where do you see, what do you see? what do you see or what do you envision or what would you like to happen with UK surfing over the next say five years with you know now now they can train at the wave now there's you know there's going to be more opportunities where where is surfing what's the five-year plan for surfing England where where do they want it to go and what what do they want to achieve
0: yeah it's just more more athletes on the world stage you know and that's those like juniors and the groms that are coming up that's the seniors who are who are there at the minute um and you know the adaptive surfers like two and like I say it's not not just the sort of shortboard we look at it's you know the longboard too, and there's some fantastic like longboarders in the UK that you know do really well on the world stage um so that that would be it you know more surfers on the kind of QS um you know ultimately like more surfers on you know the WSL tour and getting up there at those ISA world championships I mean, you know, your ultimate, ultimate, ultimate goal would be Olympic medal. Like, of course, that that's where it just has to be. You know, that has to be the, the dream and the real ambition. And, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, figure that way uh
1: out to get there Uh, yeah we got asked a question a while ago Um, someone asked about the WSL because it's all changed now and it's supposed to be easier for wild cards to get in so is that something you can you know is that something you've got where you could put someone forward to that from you know surfing England or surfing UK would put someone forward for a wild card on on the WSL or something like that
0: yeah so generally um the kind of surfers go on to that onto like a little bit more of an kind of individual basis than like through the ngb but of course you know we'd be there with like letters of support and be you know keen to kind of push for that i think it's be really interesting seeing the kind of new format take shape in 2021 yeah. um you know at the minute we're still trying to kind of figure it out and understand it like <laughs> <Everybody. kind> of... <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's kind of for us it's the main, the main kind of big ones that we go to as you know teams is the ISA, like World Championships, uh, the World Adapter Championships, um, and longboard and shortboard sort of championships. But you know, ultimately, yeah, more more surfers kind of onto that WSL as well.
2: It's uh, it's like I just want to say congratulations to you and and the team at Surfing England. As you said, there was only five of you. Is that right? That's a massive amount of work for five people, it is, isn't it? So yeah congratulations yeah. <laughs> like, I know you know you have a lot to do and anything that does any good for, for surfing the UK and we are just gonna absolutely champion aren't we so like congratulations of all that I know you've got a lot coming up now with you know the Olympics and things like that so for people that are listening and might want to help or, or get involved uh, is there something they can do and, and if so uh, how, how do they contact you?
0: yeah i mean you know we'd say we're we're very much like a membership organisation as well and you know we're hugely grateful to everyone that is a member of surfing england and you know that directly supports us and you know for members we we offer insurance with membership as well so you get that when surfing in england and it covers you at places like the wave bristol and also when you're anywhere in the world surfing it's just just some people are like oh i've got travel insurance like no 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 not quite travel insurance I surfing i
1: <laughs> always hurting myself <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um but yeah you know we we massively like yeah just appreciate like all of our kind of clubs and schools and coaches as well that are on board it, it hugely sort of means a lot to us um and then just sort kind of commercial partnerships too are like, uh, brilliant and uh yeah we just we just couldn't do what we do without that support for the members and the kind of partners and yeah the more the more members the better for us like we're launching a new membership system very soon as well which is just going to make you sign up like slick and easy and people would say you know i don't even know you you do membership and it's because the process is so so clunky it's almost embarrassing to say (laughs) we do um so that will be something that's changing and you'll see on our kind of social media we'll be stepping up sort of marketing around that but we want to kind of work with our partners too and and you know include some great things to sort of get involved in like we worked with the drive-in cinema recently and you know ran some kind of tickets for people to get to for that you know just there's there's benefits there for the members as well
1: so what is what is what is a membership cost what and you know i know you said you get insurance with it but what is the average cost for a membership
0: yeah for an, an adult it's Twenty-five pounds for a year, so oh, you know, you break yeah, that's not you expensive. break it down. It, it's it's not a lot of money, um, and you know all of that goes into English surfing and ha- just helps us grow and be able to kind of you know do more. Um, yeah, that that is yeah. it twenty-five pounds. It's it's just sort of that's challenging people. Why are you not a fins? member? Yeah, already?
1: you know it's not even you know cost of a set of fins, is no, it really? A bargain, isn't it? It's uh, that's an absolute brilliant cost. Um, so where can you i know you've said before but like where can you be found on social media what's your address what's your web addresses and where can people go to find you
0: yeah so we're on uh, facebook instagram twitter all at surfing england uh, and our website is www.surfingengland.org and that's also going to be sort of getting updated and changed later this year too so yeah we've just made some really big stride forward in 2020 kind of (laughs) it's been like lockdown and you know not so many events maybe but we've we've just still been kind of really really sort of chomping at the bit to to get stuff done that's going to help us you know long term like 10 years down the line we want to be in a different place with a bigger team with more support you know for the squads you know more people surfing in in a safe way as well because that's obviously always you know one of the crunch points is teaching etiquette along the way
1: yeah it's one of those ones where i think lockdown you know could have done you a bit of a favor by giving you that time to get all the office work together and get everything moving forwards in different areas so you know is i think it's only going to get bigger and better from uh as you're saying from here on out
2: yeah it's admin isn't it nobody wants to do admin. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to do admin all the time <laughs> yeah. They? but yeah well hannah um it sounds like it's a really exciting time in competitive surfing in the uk with like we said like the, with the wave and the olympics um so i really appreciate your time and coming on and chatting to us today so that was really good thank you very much
0: yeah no like thank you for um you know having us on it's always great to chat to people and kind of share news of who we are and what we do so thanks for the opportunity to get involved
2: and thanks for talking to us hannah that was uh, i enjoyed that one that was good
1: yeah, she uh she was a nice nice lady.
2: Yeah. Nice surfer uh, first female surfer on the show. Yeah. It's interesting. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we got we've got we've got more lined up. So yeah. that's good. Um loved the bit about the uh insurance. If you yeah, become a member, was, I
1: I didn't know that that if you become a member of Surfing England, you get insurance as well. Um so
2: it actually covers like your insurance is is really good value for money. So um obviously you get to support the surfing community, um, the insurance, which is public liability insurance, and there is some personal accident benefits, uh, and it will cover
1: you from surfing anywhere in the world as well. Did she, say, she said it covers you at the Wave as well, doesn't it? If yeah, you're yeah, well,
2: it's surfing in the U- in England, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, could, I could have done with that, that insurance, <laughs> like, a lot of times, actually. People could do it on their boards. Yeah. I tell you
2: what, you take your own board there, but that, that'll be another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, So also uh, you get money off of uh, general travel insurance, gives you money off that. You get money off of um, magazine subscriptions for surfing magazines like the Carve Wave Length and Surf Girl magazine. Um, You then have the right to compete in in an event. So just like for value for money, it's pretty incredible. I don't even know how that's possible for that kind of money.
1: Yeah, I don't. You know, it's, uh, I think it should be more publicized across the UK of that, of something like that, where you can get that and do that and get mm. that value for money. And, you know, like you said, tw- what is it, 25, 30 quid? I don't know. It's, you know, the price of a set of fins or, you know, not even, yeah, not, not even, even a, that, yeah. Not even a set of fins. Maybe you know? the set of fins that I buy because
2: I'm really cheap. <laughs> 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 you, uh, but,
1: are you going to be all right spending 25, 30 quid on the. Uh,
2: well, it's for a whole year. That's v- I'm like I'm I'm fine with spending money on something that's value for money. Yeah. You know, like that. that that is just, you know, like crazy cheap for everything if you used all of those benefits it would save you a fortune so i'm, I'm, yeah, I'm done. I'm, i
1: don't think they're doing insurance though. they're hoping that you go and
2: use it <laughs> <laughs> no but the other benefits you get you get money off of other stuff you know and like yeah. the
1: magazine subscriptions and yeah, stuff hannah's gonna be like oh god leighton's on the phone again oh i stubbed my toe this week <laughs> can i get some money please <laughs> <laughs> idiot
2: but what they're doing for a team
1: of five yeah and That's the incredible. young surfers. I mean, if you go on their Instagram and check out some of their posts they've put up, the, some of the young guys coming through, they're absolutely incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, uh, yeah like we said in that, I'm not jealous at all, yeah, honestly. You, you really are. Re- <laughs> 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 they've got an at you problem. <laughs> no, no, Pete, they're just really good at surfing. They're yeah. <laughs> better than you. That's- <laughs> Kid, young kid keeps paddling past me all the time while I'm waiting there. What's going on? Isn't that what you said the other day? What? Like, like, I say like, a lot of things. Pad- paddled past me and got like four waves to my one. Oh, there was some... Di- yeah, so I went down to Saunton last week and there was some dude and he was like absolutely motoring and I, I saw sure while I was paddling out, he paddled back past me about four times. <laughs> he, was, he was so fit. Like, it's like... So, you know, I think we said we're going to do some... Um, yeah, we're going to do some podcasts about that. We're going to do we're going paddle to do, strength. The next podcast is going to be about the wave because uh, we've both been to the wave and we wanted to talk about that. So yep. we'll uh, we'll talk about that on the next one. And uh, yeah, we're going to do one suit about um, paddle strength and fitness as well. Also, before we go, we have now Ocean Lube as well, which is to be added to the competition prizes for the September competition so you will now win if you send us a surf story by the end of september some green stuff surf wax some six foot and clean soap and uh body scrub some and west coast cold water surf wax yeah and some ocean lube as well which uh goes on your skin is your sweatsuit is wetsuit safe and they are all eco-friendly products
2: what, what does the ocean lube do that stops you getting um uh like rash like uh, what, what am i trying to say like salt burns does it stop
1: you getting that is that what it is Yes. Yeah, so the ocean lube is an ocean friendly anti-chafing cream so you know around your your body parts that chafe when you're in a wetsuit i know you've had it before you've got out of the sea and you've looked like you've tried to hang yourself yeah like,
2: I, I get really bad so well actually that was my old wetsuit uh, which yeah. was 100% neoprene yeah bought in
1: 1883 or yeah, something, something like, like that. that yeah. cause you, didn't replace it
2: yeah, i think i think the neck was like made out of sandpaper or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> the neck was made out of a noose <laughs> honestly the amount of times we'd got out of surfing and someone had said to him mate if you tried to kill yourself or something yeah. are, like, you right? are you all right right <laughs> like you're really concerned like he used to get really bad like like neck i'm
2: just sensitive <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just going to leave that. Just as you said that, that's going to be the start of this episode. Uh, that was a mistake. Just sensitive. <laughs> but questions. We yeah. have some questions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got one question from uh, Sam Williams. He says, hey, guys, I've been listening to your podcast since the start. Love it. I was down in Devon last week camping, and if it wasn't for you guys, I would have never have found Westwood Ho. What a place. And the surf that was there last Thursday was pretty epic. Thanks, and keep doing what you're doing. One question I do have is, you briefly covered in an earlier episode, did you have a conscious moment when you realised you should go further out and catch better waves? This became apparent for me as I was paddling out, ended up in the impact zone, stayed there, catch a white water wave, which was fine for me. I still managed to get up and have fun. But when I came back in, it seemed to be a lot cleaner lines behind once I was in, I regretted not going out further and catching cleaner waves. Uh, was this, was there a moment that changed how you perceive this? Well,
2: yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to put it down to a moment, isn't it? Um, but it was over the course of a couple of sessions, I suppose, like, th- yeah, two or three sessions where, you know, you're in the white water and you're just getting pounded all the time. But, you know, you, you can get, you can stand up and stuff. And I think the way we got over it, <clears throat> um, which was total, kind of by accident we ended up going down on quite a quite a small day yeah um and just naturally just just to get the power in the waves you had to go out a little bit further and because it was quite small it wasn't that difficult and then you're catching an unbroken wave and it was like the serenity that's in that and there's no white water just you just think oh if that is like that now it, when when the waves are bigger if i paddle past the white water i wonder if it's going to be the same out there and it is isn't it it's like we've said on a podcast before um if you could if you know that that's there that like kind of tranquility at the back is there and it, it is easier to surf out there yeah. as well like you you just need to keep going and like have that confidence in yourself that you know that you can get out there and when you get out there like everything slows down you can compose yourself and actually you know catch an unbroken wave and because the unbroken wave you'll be moving slightly quicker it's it's more stable there's no white water splashing up and getting in your face so everything just seems a lot easier so i i would say just you know go on a smaller day get at the back on a smaller day and then if you're comfortable with doing that and then you, you slowly work your way out the back on bigger days
1: yeah yeah it's consistency you know the amount if you're going down surfing once or twice a year you're going to struggle if you're not exercising in the meantime in between the times you're going down there you are going to struggle to get out as there's no no way around that you're going to find it hard you're not going to be paddling fast enough to get into waves you need to be going as much as possible you know we've talked on here there's places like the wave now you can go to and you can get practice in if you're further up the country there's surf snowdonia there's there's places around, there's more popping up that you'll be able to go and you can surf and get the practice in, put the hours in, get the wave count up. And once you have that confidence that you have the ability to surf and you can stand up on those waves, everything becomes a lot easier. Um, it sounds a bit corny, but the way I think about it, the the more I think about it, is surfing is quite a good metaphor for life. It's like that constant struggle of pounding and getting beaten over the head over and over again and mm. paddling against against the grain against the grain until you get out to that back of where you you know you think you want to be out that back and it's just peaceful and it's calm and everything yeah so you need to travel effort. all the way back to where you started from <laughs> yeah.
2: but yes you got to put in the effort and be resilient and yeah to just knowing that that's there as well knowing that when when you get out there it's not like you're going to be in really deep water really far out in this washing machine white water it's calmer when you're out there so yeah it's just the confidence for that i suppose
1: that's the thing that that constant paddling and pushing against it when you do get out to the back there you have got time to just sit there on your board and just wait and you you know you can let waves (laughs) pass you but if you if you've used everything you've got getting out there you can wait, you can sit out there on your board and wait for mm. a bit, and then you can go back and then, you know, then paddle into your next wave. And then you've got to go. Th- this is when your fitness comes into it. So once you've got out there, once is I remember one of the first times I got out to the back, I got out once, and it was such an effort to get out there. The next wave, I caught right the way back into the shore, and I went to go back out. And I was just like, nah, yeah, no. <laughs> just stay around here for a while and yeah. just stay further in. But yeah. So, that, I hope that answers your question. Um, we as we said, we are going to do an episode about paddle fitness, but um, that's at a later date. Uh, one more thing before we go, I noticed on Instagram there's one popped up, and uh, it seems like it's going to be really good actually. And it's called Secondhand Surfboards underscore UK, and they're on Instagram. Basically, it's list your surfboard, you send a photo of your board with what you want to sell it for the guy will post a picture of it and if people are interested, they can contact and, you know, you can sell your board and it's all for free and it's on Instagram. <clears throat> so that is secondhand surfboards <clears throat> underscore UK. Yeah, that's really cool because... There's so much on there already. Yeah, yeah,
2: and, and also I, I I don't think there are many surfers that go out and buy brand new boards like that, you know, because they're so expensive.
1: I was at the Wave today and I saw a uh, skin dog board, a nice black one in there yeah. and I was like, oh... To, what took their own board no yeah i went into the um the cafe bit afterwards and right. there's one in there yeah um,
2: nice oh you didn't want to half inch it <laughs> it's, like, it's like a nine
1: foot board <laughs> just just uh gonna take this for a walk yeah it's uh <laughs> it was a uh it's a proper lovely 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 board that was it was uh oh <laughs> just, yeah yeah it is just
2: uh i think pete's just uh slipped into some kind of surfing coma <laughs> <room>. <laughs> it,
1: it, yeah I, I don't even know what to say it's just it's a skin dog board so it's a ben skinner board mm. and it was the thing was just like a work of art yeah, uh, yeah i yeah i i went there with my wife and i i, I you know I was tempted to see if I could trade her in. I for knew you it. were going to say
2: that and I knew I could see you trying to form those words in the nicest possible
1: sentence, but it's a horrible sentence. It's like- not. It's not that borders is a thing of beauty. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You're so cruel. Oh, anyway. So get in contact on our competition. Uh, send us your surf stories to the UK surf Show at gmail.com.
2: Or we, you, we can be found on Instagram at, at the UK Surf Show. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, we're there too. Send us So for this competition, send us your surfing stories. We are going to read them out, so please keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be clean, you know, we're not. Uh, we'll read them uh, out anyway. <laughs> we are reading them anyway. But we just yeah. don't want you to get embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be funny, it can be emotional. It doesn't even have to be about surfing. If you went on a surfing trip with your mates... And, you know, I had someone send a message. I haven't got any surfing stories. If you've been on a surfing trip with your mates and funny stuff's gone down, send us that. If it's funny enough or if it's good enough or if it's moving enough, you know, you might have been on a surfing trip and met the love of your life like I did at the uh, wave today when I saw that board. Um, <laughs> 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 but the uh, it could be anything like that. So, uh, yeah, get in contact. Find us on iTunes or Spotify on YouTube if you can. Like, subscribe, please leave us a review. It all really does
2: help, actually. So, if you have got five minutes, we would really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So, only one last thing that (laughs) left to say is goodbye to you today. Goodbye.